What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the KNJ Outway Podcast featuring yours truly, Kamonte Jackson. Once again, like I said, you can guys tune into this podcast and you can watch it also on the app Anchor, but also watch it on Spotify, Overcast, Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Once again, you can watch it on all those major platforms that it, that, that the podcast is distributed from, or distributed from. So, once again, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. And I may have missed a couple other ones, but those are just the sum of the places that the podcast is on. I wanted to get into today's topic and talk about a subject that I think, you know, is reasonable. And I think it's one that people are having across the sports world. Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. If you guys have been living under a rock, Tom Brady left New England last year around this time to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just recently went on to win the Super Bowl. Now, I had the Kansas City Chiefs winning it all, but obviously their offensive line was depleted and Patrick Mahomes was only pressured was pressured just but four and ran back and ran back there for 500 total yards scrambling for his life in the Super Bowl and threw some of the greatest greatest passes that I've ever seen um, even though they were incomplete long story short Tampa Bay went on to win the whole thing and they became the first team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium now now now, basically, the whole thing is going on. Who gets more credit? Is it Tom Brady or Bill Belichick for the New England Patriots dynasty? Everybody now wants to say Tom Brady because Tom Brady, they say, was the Patriot way and players make the way, players make the team or whatever. But last time I checked, coaching matters in this league. There's a reason that we have great coaches from Paul Brown to Bill Walsh to Vince Lombardi. To coaches like Bill Belichick. Like, it is so easy to hate on Bill Belichick now because, oh, it's his fault. The Bill Belichick, the GM, couldn't put together a roster. And now, all of a sudden, he's nothing without Tom Brady. And he was nothing when he was in Cleveland. Everybody wants to run with those narratives. But let's face the facts, guys. Tom Brady is nothing without Bill Belichick. There's a reason that Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick out of Michigan. Yes, did people overlook his, you know, his leadership and his intangibles and his work ethic? Yeah, but at the time, nobody could have, but, but as a, but not at the time, but now, no one could have predicted that Tom Brady, a six-round draft pick, was going to turn into the greatest quarterback of all time. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Have you seen the combine picture? Have you seen uh, his 40 time? And yeah, he's played 21 years. Well, he hasn't taken the hits that other quarterbacks have had, such as Peyton Manning, who didn't know he was going to come back from a neck injury. Drew Brees, rotator cuff. Didn't know he was ever going to play again. Tom Brady's had not, not had to take the physical pounding, and that's why he's had to benefit from an offensive line, from a running game, and from a defense. Those defenses in New England don't really get the credit that they deserve. Tom Brady's first 
season, in the playoffs, he threw one touchdown pass, and that was in the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick's defense held the greatest show on turf. Remember, it is the St. Louis Rams. They held the greatest show on turf to just 17 points. The last Super Bowl the Patriots were in was against the Rams, this time with Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, and the crew. They held that team to three points. And that offense in 2018 was 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 legit. It was one of the best offenses you've seen in recent memory. Todd Gurley running the football and everything. What did Tom Brady have this year that he's always had? A top 10 defense. This defense was top 10. JPP. And plus Tom Brady had guys that came out of retirement or came off on the streets to come with him. Either late or just the start of the season. Anybody can win with that talent. You give Aaron Rodgers that talent. You get Patrick Mahomes that talent. He for sure is they for sure going to win the damn Super Bowl. Now, everybody is looking to just hate on Bill Belichick. I don't get it. Like Bill Belichick is an amazing coach, the greatest coach in football history. I would say even better than Nick Saban. Well, Nick Saban was better at the college level, but just an NFL coach, Bill Belichick, because he reads everything. He stifles everything down to a T. Offense, defense, special teams. There's just nobody like him. And people automatically want to give a Tom Brady the credit because, oh, they're the, uh, Danny Amendola said this, like, you know, on the first things first and said, oh, well, the Patriot way is Tom Brady. And people want to, and people want to back it up like Bart Starr want to back it up. First of all, the right coaches, coaching matters in football. Coaching matters in sports, but especially in football. Let's be honest. Tom Brady's not the player he is today without Bill Belichick. Despite their differences, he knows that he benefited from having Bill Belichick just as Bill Belichick benefited from having Tom Brady. We need to stop with that narrative. I really don't understand why a lot of people want to hate on Bill Belichick because, oh, he let Tom Brady go. He let Tom Brady walk out the door. Well, first of all, he figured and thought Tom Brady is approaching, he's going he's to turn, he's going to turn 44 in August and will be into, and will come into his 22nd season of 23 seasons in the league of starting. How long can Tom Brady play this game? At some point, Father Time is undefeated. Now he is somehow shattering the mold that he's, you know, exceeding Father Time the way LeBron James is. LeBron James will age. Just the same way Tom Brady will age and get old. Who's to say Tom Brady does not, who's to say Tom Brady won't fall off this year? He had a great year, 40 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. But he could easily have, oh, 2,000 yards. 10 touchdowns, but 20 interceptions. Something like that. I'm just throwing it out there. Y'all remember how Peyton Manning was? Peyton Manning was great in 2014. But in 2015, he threw, I think, 2,000 yards. He threw 9 touchdowns, but threw 18 interceptions. But he had an all-time great defense led by Von Miller and T.J. Ward and those guys. And Demarcus Webb. That shut down that prolific offense that year with the Panthers and Cam Newton. 
it is so easy, so easy to just hate on what I think for me, Bill Belichick is and will always be the greatest coach in football. But if you're going to tell me that Tom Brady would have had the same success, this is really the first time we've seen them, and this is really at the tail end of their careers. People say, oh, there's no way Mahomes can catch Brady. No, I believe he can. Just a quick side note off of this topic. Mahomes, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game. When it's all said and done, he will be the best quarterback to play. He doesn't need six Super Bowls. Last time I checked, I have LeBron James as the greatest player of all time. Now, some people say Michael Jordan. Some people say uh, Kareem. Some people say Russell. You can have your goats, but most basketball people say Michael Jordan. First of all, Michael Jordan doesn't have... Michael Jordan, to me, hasn't... He's a great player, top five. But I don't gravitate to him like that. LeBron James has done, like, on the court, off the court, but I think... He's a guy that I want to play with. Guys, I want to play with LeBron, but Michael Jordan never had any failure. LeBron has had that, and that's why I appreciate him more. And he has four rings. And he's considering the conversation for the greatest player to ever play basketball. Mahomes doesn't need seven rings to be in the conversation for greatest football player or greatest uh, quarterback, excuse me, greatest quarterback. Because people was already known to that anyway. Based on what they had seen and based on what he's doing. But back to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Tom Brady is kind of winning right now. But he won't win the long run. Bill Belichick will win the long, will win the long race. Will win the marathon. It's a marathon. Like, how do we know that Bill Belichick is not crafting up something in the lab right now? Do we not know that he is going to draft a quarterback or bring back Cam Newton or even put Jared Stidham in a position where he can succeed? He had high praise for Cam. Not so much high praise for Jared, but I think, you know, you're asking Jared to, you know, all the reports out there, the team didn't fly with him, but I still believe Jared Stidham can be a good quarterback in this league. I like him. Show me flashes. Show me flashes at Auburn and things of that nature. So I believe he got what it takes. If people think that the Patriots are done, let's just look at the year. They went seven and nine. Obviously, Brady went eleven and five, but they went on that magical run and won eight straight and won the whole thing. The fact that Belichick was able to get this team to a good, to a good, decent record. People had them four and twelve, five and eleven. They went seven and nine. With eight opt-outs, that was the most in the NFL. Those guys are coming back. You get some weapons, bring some guys in, some weapons on offense. Now I know the E, I know the AFC is gonna, I know the AFC is gonna be stacked, but you can't, but you can't tell me that the Patriots won't be in the mix. Belichick's always having them be competitive. Without, let's think about this. They were in a lot of close games last year. If they beat the Seattle Seahawks, they lost by five points in week three. If they beat Buffalo, if Kansas not fumble that football and they score. If they beat a couple other teams, two other teams. So they're what, 10, 11 and 5 or 10 and 6? Think about that. They're 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 without Tom Brady. And that's what Cam Newton, who was a shell of himself. Bill Belichick is always having his team be team prepared. 
no matter who it is, no matter the circumstances. He went, uh, uh, he went, he's, he's, before Cam Newton, he was 14 and about, 14 and 6, 14 and 6 without Tom Brady. After Tom Brady took over. Like, he was 5-11 with Drew Bledsoe, and he was 79 with Cam, and his record without him, you know, has not been good, especially his time in Cleveland. But let's, let me ask y'all this question. You give Bill Belichick that same team and you replace Tom Brady on the same... Give Tom Brady that... Replace Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. Switch them on the Patriots and put Bill Belichick on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and give him a, and give him a decent quarterback such as Jimmy Garoppolo? You trying to tell me that team does not make it to the Super Bowl? I think they do. I truly believe they do. I believe, I believe they win the whole thing. I believe they go to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't have Tampa Bay going coming out of the out of the, the NFC. I have, but I hate to say it, but I have the Rams. Yes, they have. Yes, they trade away Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, but they feel like that's the missing piece. If they feel like that Jared Goff was holding them down, even though he took them to a Super Bowl, they feel like they're a quarterback away. They got the defense. They have the run game. Go ahead. I got the Rams. You know. The Packers are going to be in the mix after what happened today. After what happened in the NFC Championship game, you also know that the AFC is going to be stacked. I can't. I have Kansas City winning it all. I feel like if they had the offensive line, and I and I, I do, I believe they was going to win that game if, if not for the offensive line. We all knew it was bad. The AFC is going to be stacked, but I don't see anybody beating Kansas City. The only reason people were able to stop them was because their offensive line was damaged. And even that, they still were trying to be competitive. But people need to ask themselves, like, y'all really going to give Brady all this credit? Why? Because of good success in Tampa? Look at the team he had. Give Tom, give Bill Belichick that squad and tell me that they won't make the Super Bowl. I think they will. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on Bill Belichick. And I'm afraid that he's going to make you eat those words the same way LeBron James does to people. People doubt him. Don't underestimate the greatest football coach of all time. Because you will be surprised and you will be, you know, you'll be got. And you'll be, you know, and they'll make you eat those words. But all I can say is this match is not over. This game is, this, this is far from over. And you all know it. But all in all, I got to say, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. But they got lucky. But they won't get lucky this time. Teams have already figured them out. They know what to do. And plus, they're not really going to have the same guys. A lot, of, a lot of free agents. Do they get back the same team? I don't know. But we'll just have to see. But, hey, it's what it is. But the Belichick-Brady debate still continues. But... We'll continue that for another day. But coming up, okay, coming up, let's talk about Governor of New, of New York, Andrew Cuomo. And I usually don't get into politics, but over the last four years when former President Trump was in office, I kind of got into politics to a lot. You you guys are probably familiar. We couldn't, we couldn't turn on the TV without 
hearing about President Trump at the time. We'll get into a topic of his speech at the CPAC over the weekend, but we'll save that for the next topic. I want to talk about Andrew Cuomo, who obviously you guys know is the brother of Chris Cuomo on CNN, um, and has been the governor of New York since 2011. Now, I want to talk about this because I feel like it needs to be talked about, and it's something that I have been wanting to talk about probably since yesterday. As I'm recording this, a third accuser, alleged accuser, has alleged is accused of Governor Cuomo of inappropriate behavior. Um, I forgot the three ladies' names, but we just found out that tonight that really a third accuser came forward and said that he tried to kiss her and made some inappropriate comments at a wedding. Um, now Cuomo has not. He came out with a statement basically saying that if my actions offended anybody, I apologize. It's no secret that we've known Cuomo's attitude for years. He's a bully. He likes to use that old school mentality when it comes to politicking. And that can only go but so far, but clearly, it's come to backfire on him. Now, I find it ironic that one of the victims, you know, well, alleged victims, we have to agree, these are alleged, came out after she is running for an office in politics. I think she's running for mayor. One of the one of the ladies one of the ladies are, and she is running for mayor. So, and you do this now, kind of like the kind of kind of kind of like the Biden situation. Now it all depends on where this goes. So, you know, clearly he's not denying that he made some inappropriate. He's he's denying that he's never. He's not, I maybe I made some inappropriate statements. I mean he asked one of the workers about her love life and the fact that he would do that, it's not good. For a sixty year old man, come on man, you gotta do better than that. You're you're a governor who we know we find out you like to bully people, you like to intimidate people, you know, and and do and this stuff and this alleged stuff on top, it's not a very good look for you. He is now being investigated by the Attorney General of New York to he's and now He's going to be investigated. A thorough for an independent investigation in these allegations. So, it's not a good look. He's in trouble, clearly. It's bad enough the nursing home thing was bad enough. But the fact that you covered it up is not good. You undercut what was seen. Like, that's not good at all. And let's not excuse any other governor. If you ask me, a lot of the governors... Around the around the nation have been horrible, like Newsom in California. There's a call right now to renew, you know his 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 seat. What about Governor Ron DeSanta in Florida? We all see how he's been handling the COVID COVID crisis. Anybody can just go down there in Florida and do anything right now, and let's not forget the South Dakota governor and what she. COVID hit her state like crazy, and she has not followed the guidelines. Like, I don't get what's with these governors. Like, they feel like that they can just disobey and not do crazy things. Now, a lot of other governors have taken the necessary precautions. I will give some of the governors this. We just, 
they are take, but they've been doing great things, but they've also done some nice, bad things, and they've been viewed as hypocrites. A la, you know, Newsom was saying we need social distance, but we found out that a pic came, a picture came out of his family all around the dinner table not social distancing. So clearly, that was not good. It's like showing you're a hypocrite. You're not following the guidelines you set for yourself, set for your, set for people. Uh, DeSanta. High-fiving Trump supporters at a rally. We all know where he stands. He was at the CPAC um, just this past weekend. Governor Cuomo obviously was praised for, you know, the COVID briefings. But now we know he's uh, he's not good. And he's been the governor for a decade. So, which is what it is. But these allegations need to be taken seriously with all the necessary precautions. Is it a is it a little suspicious that these things are coming out after the COVID uh COVID uh nursing home situation? Yes, but these allegations need to be taken seriously, and there needs to be a thorough, independent investigation into these things. But I don't want to jump the gun and say that Cuomo is guilty. Cuomo's not looking good right now, and I think we really need to say that these are alleged. You know, alleged. Alleged, alleged, alleged things, because the court of public opinion is always quick to, quick to, uh, be. It's like you're, you know, you, you know, saying you're innocent until proven guilty. Well, to quote Jay Z's uh song on Rock Nation on uh the Dynasty album, you're guilty until proven innocent, and that's what it's been with the Me Too movement with other things. Now, I'm not saying there aren't any victims out there. All the years of abuse, you victims need to come forward. But I do. But we obviously seen that there have been people that hijack the movement and take away from the real victims of, of abuse. I just want to throw that out there because we can't just convict Cuomo on the court of public opinion. Public opinion may say one thing, but the facts of this case will tell it. Will tell it. Will tell another if it's find out that he did not do anything. I think that really needs to be addressed because, you know, we can't just convict somebody straight up. We have to let the process play out. But a lot of people don't have faith in the justice system because they think it's flawed. It is flawed. But sometimes it works as well, so we have to give it credit where credit is due. But I think people say, can Governor Cuomo survive? We'll have to wait and see. Because there are people asking him to resign. You know, he's not perfect. No governor is perfect. No human being is perfect. But I do think Cuomo is needs to be held to the standard that we held a lot of politicians. Because we know, politicians do shady things. And for us to just look over, no, the COVID, the COVID death thing in nursing homes is a big deal. And one that Cuomo has to have back. Now, Chris Cuomo is, obviously we know Andrew Cuomo's brother. And we obviously know him from CNN. I, I saw a snippet of the clip that, you know, 44 seconds, that he's well aware of what's going on with his brother. But he can't interview his brother because he's his brother. And he has interviewed him in the past on, you know, on simple things, on on COVID, on, you know, situations. He played around with a little skit about his nose. But that I didn't really have a problem with that. You know, that was just brothers being brothers. And clearly they, you know, they're brothers. But I get it. For these type of issues and these type and these issues on the the the, the 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 nursing home situation and 
the COVID uh, and, and obviously the sexual harassment allegations. I Cuomo Chris Chris Cuomo does not does not need to be um, interviewing his brother at this point because people think he will ask him softball questions. When I think he will really give him hard questions. We've seen Cuomo a lot of times question not just Republicans, but he'll question some Democrats. He will definitely question what hard hard answers when it needs to be questioned. He's got most Republicans on his show than any other than any other case than any other show. So we'll have to just wait and see what Cuomo comes out of this, Andrew Cuomo. So I think we have to really wait and see. Because we can't just convict somebody off of our feelings. We have to let the facts play out. We have to let everything play out. And if it comes to back that Cuomo is didn't do anything, okay, fine. But I don't think he's not out of the woods with this. The COVID nurse thing is, is, is not as bad. He's in trouble. So this is just all coming to a full circle. And who knows? Maybe Cuomo does resign in the end after this. So we'll have to wait and see. But I do think that Cuomo, this is going to be a tough hill pill for him to climb back from. And I think, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out. And we'll f- hopefully find something in the next week or two or month. Because it's going to be a long, long investigation, I believe. But, coming up, we'll talk about Trump's speech at CPAC, but first is a word from our sponsors. Let's now get into uh, Donald Trump's, or former President Trump, I should say, and I hate using that because I've said I don't think he's fit to be in office. I don't think he will. I don't think he deserves the title. I think he does deserve the title of being an asshole, but you know that's just me. Some of you guys agree, some of you don't. Who knows? That's just me. I'm not really, you know, this is my opinion. But President Trump, former President Trump, was at the, was at a conservative, you know, you know, conservative thing over the weekend. I forgot what it was. That's how I care a little about that. But he gave a speech, and it was one. It was one hour and thirty minutes, to be exact. He kissed the flag when he came out and things of that nature. He left the door open for a possible 2024 run. But he did say that he was going to help officials run against the, uh, run against the Democrats and run against Republicans and things of that nature. He wants to nominate his people that support him. He talked about a third party and said, no, there is no third party. I run." Basically, he's saying, I run the, Democrat, the Republican Party. Which, to a certain degree, he does. And that's a shame that this is not Lincoln's party anymore. Hell, this ain't even Ronald Reagan's party. Like, the party's been hijacked by this lunatic, this monster, who doesn't even do a damn thing. It's like, he backs someone, and they follow him. It's like, God, it's like, golly. These, it's like, and I, and I don't mean to get disgusting, but it's like these guys are going to get on their knees and suck his dick. Like, let's just be honest. Like, they pandered to him. It's like they kiss his ass every single time. Not all Republicans. Some, but, like, 55% of them do. You look at Cruz. You look at uh, uh, Graham. You look at uh, 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 other ones. But you but you see ones like Romney and other ones that 
don't agree with him, but they still support. Like privately, these these Republicans say one thing, but publicly they say another. These guys are. We we heard the report privately that McConnell wants President Trump, former President Trump, gone from the presidency, and they had the opportunity to do that by impeaching him, and they did not do that. But then you have McConnell saying he would welcome President welcome Trump as a 2024 nomination. So they're flip-flopping all over the place. But this is happening in both parties. The Democrats have, uh, modern Democrats and progressives are fighting with one another in the Democratic Party. Conservatives and modern Republicans are fighting with each other. So, it is what it is at this point. But President Trump, or former President Trump, left the door open for a possible, you know, to run in 2024. If he runs in 2024, he will be the same age as Joe Biden. 78 years old. Now, who knows the type of mental health and the state he'll be in four years from now. But I think it is worthwhile in saying that it's not, it's not out of the possibility that he could run, but people just don't know. He's leaving the door open, so that does cause us to speculate. Because we can't just assume that he is going to run, because who knows? He has to get through all these investigations from New York, Georgia, and every and, and, and Washington and everything else. So who knows where he'll be financially and things of that nature to run. So he doesn't have to do a damn thing, and he already has a strain on the Republican Party. You know, if Donald Trump has not... He'll hold the title for being an asshole, someone a, a racist, and not a very good president... He'll hold the title. He'll hold the title as one of the worst, if not the worst, American president in history. Divisive, his rhetoric and things of that nature, how he acts. Because there used to be a standard for how presidents act, and he kind of washed that away. Yes, he was a businessman, and he was not a and he was not a politician. But I think we all learned that having a non-politician. Okay, I'm not saying you don't have a non-politician. But ha- we need to have one that knows their shit. And President and Donald, Donald Trump didn't know anything. He didn't ha- the people he hired didn't know anything about politics. Now, if we had like someone like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, it could work because I do think he would like it could work. But obviously, he'd be popular. And I do think he would be educated on certain issues. If you have a LeBron James. He's educated. You see what he does in his community and what he does on more than everyone, everything else. I do believe even LeBron James would have impact. People know who he is. Love him or hate him. He definitely would be highly, highly, be highly educated on topics that are true to the American people. And plus, he's lived that life. He's lived that growing up in the poverty and things of that nature. So I think he would have some... He could relate to he can relate to about sixty to seventy five percent of the American people that come from those poverty backgrounds and are living in poverty communities. Not not instead of the people that come from gated communities and good communities and mansions and things of that nature, good nice houses. I think that people like that have a better understanding of what the country needs at this point. And that is someone that can relate to. 
Now, obviously, Joe Biden is that. Now, I do not agree with the serious strike, but, and I do, and they need to start pushing for $15 minimum wage. They can't, they need to stop caving in on it. They need to go with, go for it. It was in Biden's bill, but the parliamentarian in the in the Senate, you know, doesn't think it's doesn't think it's worth. But guys, we have not had a a a a, a, a you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a minimum wage since two thousand nine. I mean, wage is like seven twenty five. It needs to be up to fifteen, especially with the times that we're living in. Democrats can't break their promises. Don't be Republican. Say you're gonna do something and then don't do it. But, but I go, I go. Like Republican Democrats have said that for years. And they don't, they don't live on promises. But this time they need to. You made these promises, especially during this time. Don't go back on them now. But Trump, if he runs again, I don't know if he'll lose or win. That's how scared I am in this next election. Because it was bad enough that I was on the edge of my seat for this one. But I don't know. It all depends on who's running in the Republican primary. But Trump has such a stain and he's still fresh that he will win easily. It doesn't matter who the other one is. The other candidate could be better than Trump on policy and would know what he's talking about. He would still elect him because you have part of the part of his base that believes the election was stolen. So they're out they're out for blood. But twenty twenty four is Four years away. 2022 is the biggest reason. Because you have those seats in the House and the Senate that are going to be up. Democrats have the Senate right now. They need to control. They, if they're going to. They need to do things right now in order to keep those seats in 2022 and beyond. Because. This is the first time in years Democrats. The Democrats have had the House and the Senate and the presidency. Remember, Obama had the Senate in his first two years in office. Look what happened. He lost the House and he lost the Senate. And for his next six years, he couldn't get anything done. He couldn't get gun. He couldn't get legislation on guns passed. He couldn't get anything on immigration. He couldn't get anything. So he was a sitting duck, despite all the other things he got done. All the great, wonderful things that he was able to accomplish. We don't know what Trump is going to do in these next four years. But if he does run, there's a possibility he wins. There's a possibility he won't. But we just don't know if he is, so he let the door open. But to say that, you know, he'll just run easily. No, we don't know that. He is leaving the door open. That gives me cause to pause. He was spreading lies like as usual. You know, you know sometimes I ask, how is this man even rich or something like that it's on my nerves but you know is what it is but it wasn't surprising I didn't watch the whole speech because I didn't think it was nothing it was nothing to me but we should not be surprised by what this man says or what he does because over the four years he brought he he, he did the unexpected he was not like he didn't he did things his way, not the not the Washington way. So with that being said, President uh, no Donald Trump twenty twenty four is still a question mark. It's up in the air still. 
We will just have to wait and see how that plays out. Till then, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Stay tuned and peace.